1: Hey guys, welcome into the Starcastic Remarks Studios. My name is Ryan. I am the host of Starcastic Remarks, and we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Please go and use the promo code THPN the next time you go and use their app. This is the after game review for game number 75 against the San Jose Sharks. The Stars do pull out the win tonight by a final score of 2 to 1. Wasn't the prettiest game overall, but the Stars do go out and take care of business and get the full two points with teams that are also still continuing to gain points in Vegas, LA, and Nashville, also winning tonight. So it's very important that uh, the Stars did win tonight. We're going to go ahead and bring in Chris here tonight. Hey, Chris, how you doing, bud?
0: Howdy, I'm doing great.
1: I think Chris is a little tired tonight. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm a little tired because I watched that boring hockey game. (laughs) <laughs> i agree it, it, it wasn't the most uh entertaining game especially after the last two games the the tampa the tampa yeah. bay game which i thought was boring was definitely not boring compared to this game and then obviously the the game against the minnesota wild was uh fantastic as well so mm. I, I mean the stars don't play as well tonight like they did against minnesota but you know they still get the win and we've been saying that a lot lately you know as yeah they they're not doing as fantastic as we expect them to, but they still get the two points and they still continue to climb up the standings and hopefully get that first wild card spot,
0: yeah, I was unhappy with the job that they did overall, especially with the chances that they gave up, but Ellie, my girlfriend asked me, she said how'd the game go and I said bad but we but we won and she just said, at this point that's all that matters and I was like, you know what that's so as long as we can get the points, all that's gonna matter at this point is what happens in the playoffs so we got the points exactly. we got out of there
1: yeah honestly at this point you're just trying to get those points no pun intended there. Yep.
0: but and a correction you're, you're, on you from the beginning of the episode the knights lost tonight they lost zero to four Oh, they did so
1: oh okay yes, well then there then there was another team that that one that was close
0: so we are so we are ahead we're Gave ourselves a good little cushion here. Vegas has 87 points. Um, and actually the team that's closest that would be next to us would be LA. So Vegas is actually closer to LA who has 88 points. So like we said at the beginning of the season, looks like are going to be five central teams and three Pacific teams as the uh, Kings and the Knights battle for that third Pacific division spot. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was I was looking at the Golden Knights
1: Oilers score, and for some reason, I thought I saw that the Knights won four to nothing. That's my bad. Sorry, guys. Thank you, Chris, for for correcting me because I would have missed that.
0: But um, now that's a two game lead with a game in hand, which will they'll get that game in hand back I think tomorrow. Uh-huh. But either way, stars are doing well at, at right now. We look like we're in a good spot.
1: And we got a game in hand on the LA Kings and on the Vegas Golden Knights. And I really think you're right, Chris. If the Stars can continue their points percentage, which they're third best since the All Star break, the only teams that have been better are Calgary and Colorado when it's come to points percentage, then it really is a race for the wild card spot number one between Nashville and Dallas, which Dallas has a good chance of getting. Um, I, I'm not sure if they'll get it, but it they still have a chance of getting it, and it looks like Vegas and LA are going to be battling for that last uh, Pacific Division spot. So that's very good news for the Dallas Stars.
0: And getting that wild card one spot could be gigantic on what happens when we get to the playoff tournament, because e- even playing Calgary is so much better than playing any of the other three Central Division teams that have one, two, three. That's uh. Colorado, St. Louis, and Minnesota. I would rather play Calgary over any of those three. So if we can get wild card one, that could turn out to be huge as we get into the playoffs.
1: Well, and you know, consider this though. I, I know you're saying stuff about, oh, well, we would love to play Calgary over Colorado. You're right. I would agree with you. But how have the Stars been doing against the Colorado Avalanche this year? They're They're two and one. Against the Colorado Avalanche. Now, I, I I know in one of those games they got severely outplayed and Otter stood on his head, but still they're still two and one against the uh, Colorado Avalanche this season, and I don't think they play them again for the
0: rest of the year. So I, I'm pretty sure we're similar against the Flames, but we've only played them twice. I think we're one and one. We might be two and zero. Oh, I don't remember, but the Flames are just not as good a team as any of the three in the Central Division. Like, just watching them, you would know that. So, over a seven-game set, Calgary would be much easier to control. But, And it's starting to seem like getting that wildcard one spot is pretty likely for the Stars, too. If you look at uh, the Pred schedule versus the Star schedule, the Stars play two teams that are in a playoff spot. We play them on a back-to-back night, which is very unfortunate. But it's Edmonton and Calgary on the 20th and the 21st. Other than that, all all teams below the playoffs line, and most of them are out of a playoff spot or out of contention, except for Vegas. So that's a lot of points available. And if you look at the Preds schedule, I think they only have one team that is below the playoff line. So mm-hmm. it, it, it looks like we should be getting that spot. And like I said, that's going to be huge. It would be much easier to play. Well, the first round you would play against Calgary. And then after that, you get another one of the Pacific teams. So it could be gigantic.
1: Right. And let's get into that real quick, because that's an interesting discussion, because if Vegas makes the playoffs and they do get that number three seed, they would be playing against the Edmonton Oilers, which that's a nightmare matchup if you're Edmonton, because Vegas, they've been battling not just injuries all season, but also the cap. And that they really kind of handicapped themselves when, yeah, no pun intended, uh, when they went out and got Jack Eichel in his $10 million cap hit. And also when the Dodonoff trade was nixed and it was not allowed to go through. So the cap doesn't exist in the playoffs. So it means that, they, that the Vegas Golden Knights can put whatever players they want. And if it's a $100 million cap hit, it does not matter. That's just the rule in the playoffs. So if you're the stars right now, and let's assume that we get the wild the first wild card spot, which that would be best case scenario, you don't, and I, I know I'm looking way far ahead in the future, because that's assuming we beat Calgary, which that's a big if, because Calgary's still a good team. But your second round matchup might be the Vegas Golden Knights with all of their healthy players and with, you know, a hundred million dollar cap hit. So if you're a Dallas Stars fan and you're looking at getting that first wild card spot, you're rooting for Los Angeles to to keep that third spot instead of Vegas because that would be an absolute nightmare situation for the Stars. That's just my opinion. That's true, Where, but even then, I know that's thinking way far ahead. But still,
0: even Go then, ahead, I'd sorry. rather take the Golden Knights over anybody in the Central. I mean, honestly, still, I think the Central Division teams are just that much better. And I don't know exactly if that's how it works in the playoffs. I think if they come off injury that you can do that. I, I'm not sure exactly how well that goes down.
1: It The rules don't exist in the playoffs. It's weird. But they're actually looking at implementing a uh, a cap for the playoffs, which I, I don't know how they would make that work. And it's just because some teams are hacked off at, you know, the Lightning for their $15 million over the cap during the playoffs last season. And, you know, Vegas doing it this season and, you know, manipulating it to where they can get their players in that they need. And, I mean, three players went on LTIR on the same day for for Vegas, which that's unheard of. And they only did that so they could get Mark Stone into the lineup, who is uh, apparently healthy enough to get in, although I don't think he is. But, regardless, they're playing, you know, cap-friendly stuff right now. They're playing, uh, I don't know, NHL 22. Yeah, GMO, yeah, yeah, NHL 22 GM mode. trying to... Stay under the cap. So, Um, Anyways, Chris, uh, anything else we need to mention about the standings before we get into the game tonight? Good discussion there.
0: We should be in, but you know the stars. They're great at screwing it up.
1: (laughs) Agreed. All right. Um, I actually did not get to start this game. I didn't get to start watching this game until about... I don't know. It was probably about 8, 10, 8, 15 before I actually started to get to watch it. So I, I like sped through this game. It was it was kind of nice to watch it in like an hour and a half rather than two and a half hours. But regardless, um, in the first period, uh, Otter is back in net. It's the same lineup as the game against the Wild, which makes a lot of sense because the game against the Wild was very good. They played well. They just didn't execute the way they wanted to. But uh, Tom, Thomas Hurdle, who signed the new eight-year extension with the San Jose Sharks, would start with a chance right off the bats to start the game. Um, Gary would try to go around; he gets a decent shot, but not great. Um, Suter had a couple of good shots from the point at this point, and five minutes in, the shots are three to one, Dallas. Uh, Gary on off with another blast, but it misses wide, and uh, there's some good pressure that which forces uh, icing. Uh, on San Jose, that forces them to take an icing call. And then Sagan with a cross crease pass by Suter and it actually kind of got deflected off Ben somehow as well. And uh, the Stars go up one to nothing off of that goal. And it started with an no ozone faceoff win. So Stars showing their dominance in the faceoff circle continued tonight. Good job by Sagan. It's a non Sagan esque goal, but that seems to be a thing this season. And he gets his 23rd of the year, I believe. Yes, 23rd of the yeah. year.
0: And pretty much the whole beginning of this game, the Stars dominating, they came out of the gates hot, and it looked super good. And then it stopped right after this goal, pretty much. So, great goal by Sagan, great pass by Suter. He looked really good all night tonight, I feel like, in the offensive zone, more so than he has recently. But, yeah, after this goal, the Stars kind of kind of slowed up a little bit.
1: uh <laughs> hmm uh, there was a San Jose shot just after that that would trickle wide, just wide of Otter. And that seemed to happen a couple of times tonight, where a shot just like would just on the ice, it would just slowly trickle by him. But nonetheless, it trickles by him. Uh, A minute later, so there are some San Jose shots from the distance getting tipped, or there's traffic in front of Otter, but Otter's making some good saves off of there. And what did you think of Ottinger's play tonight? I thought he was, he wasn't overtaxed. But he was definitely more solid than he's been the last couple of weeks. And I think it's really helped uh, that he got a long time off. You know, Wedgwood got two games in a row. And uh, he, he looked better tonight, in my opinion. What, do you, what did you
0: think of Otten's play tonight? He was very good. He was tested a lot on the rush. And he was very good on all those chances. Um, um, he's with just like puck handling. Like, you just drop a puck that he would normally hold on to and stuff like that. Just weird, weird little things. And you're right, there was no, like, cycle game. The Sharks never got a cycle game going. The Stars just gave up a lot of odd man rushes tonight, and he handled them all very well. There were some huge chances in the second period that he saved us from. So definitely a good outing by him, but you're right, not overly taxed either.
1: Right after he makes those good saves, uh, Timo Meyer would hit the post off of Hawkenpaw. So it bounces off Hawkenpaw, hits the post, and stays... Um, Reedy would have a shot off the chance, and I don't know if you would agree with this. This is something that Razor said. Razor said that there was a smidge of casual in their game tonight,
0: especially in that first period. Do you agree? Oh yeah, definitely. Throughout the game, at like I said, after the first five minutes, first five minutes they looked great. The forecheck was hard. They were pouncing on them, and then after that, it just seemed like they're just like they they weren't digging in and getting into the game. They were just they were just gonna like okay, we're gonna skate through this and we're gonna win and we're just gonna beat them. Which worked out this game because the Sharks didn't play well at all, but they didn't <laughs> it's, not, it's not gonna it's work not against gonna the work Nintendo Calgary. Well, and it's not gonna work against bad teams, but like we bring out our grittiness and our strength when we play against those good teams. So when it's this late in the season, that doesn't really matter anymore. Like all we're gonna be just, playing just in gotta the go is the good mind. teams. But <laughs> I mean we're playing some bad teams coming up, and there's gonna be some young guys on these bad teams that are their first time in the nhl and they're gonna try and prove something and we're gonna have to play hard to beat them because we need these points and these young guys are gonna play hard so we i feel like we need to figure that out and and make sure we get in before we start relying on our awesome skill that everybody knows the stars have to to get us into the playoffs
1: (laughs) starcastic remarks from christian there tonight living up to the name of the podcast anyways there wasn't much going on for the rest of the period the only other thing I wanted to mention is that the stars have not been as good lately at home like they were through the first 20 games in the last 18 games they were nine seven and two you know in, in their last 18 home games and part of that has been the play of otter a little bit has kind of gone down a little bit but it's also been that they've allowed more goals. It, it it hasn't just been Otter's fault. They've they've allowed more offensive chances, and I just thought that was interesting. It, is that something that may come to bite us in the butt later on? I think that's Assuming kind of a law of averages.
0: I think that's kind of just a law of averages thing because like we were just ridiculously good at <laughs> home and then ridiculously bad on the road. And, and now it's kind of flip-flopped. <laughs> it, just, it just kind of balanced. It hasn't flip-flopped really. I mean, we're still good at home. But it's still a positive record. And we're still not great on the road, but they're kind of we're coming to the middle. We've been really good on the road lately, the last We've had months. some good runs, but in the same amount of games that, so in the last 18 games, I'd say they're probably both around 500. So obviously our road is is above it, but still overall, you know, is what I'm saying.
1: Right. I, I get it. I get it. Um, Random question. I'll, I'll write it down and I'll ask you at the end of the podcast because it's an interesting uh, question. Um, So going into the first intermission, score is one to nothing, And I just wrote, San Jose had some really good chances off the rush, but Honor has handled it well. And, you know, I I need to give the Stars credit. Their forecheck was very good tonight. They were forcing the San Jose, especially their defenders, to stay in their own zone. They were just getting nothing off of it, which I guess if you have a one-goal lead and you're keeping them in their zone, I mean, that takes care of business, right? Which, I guess that was okay for yeah.
0: tonight's game. The biggest problem, though, was the turnovers. I mean, the turnovers, yeah. in zone, the turnovers in our own zone, turnovers in neutral zone, and on the offensive blue line. I mean, those are killer.
1: Yeah, and, and go ahead and talk about that, because we're now in the second period, because I thought that was the worst period of three for the game tonight.
0: Well, I mean, there's not much to say, especially in the defensive zone tonight. They were unforced <laughs> errors, too. The Sharks did not have a great forecheck, and just a lot of passes in the defensive zone we just ill-advised, not thought through. As Razor says, it was just passing along your problems and not trying to make a play. And it was just laziness on that part. On the offensive blue line, I I don't know what it is with our offensive-minded guys, but they have just been making some... It's the passes into the middle. So they cross the blue line and they try to pass across the zone. And they just keep getting knocked off and that gives you the best chance to get a turnaround and go (laughs) up the zone. So I don't know what has been happening and why that's been a problem recently, but it it has. I don't know what's up with it.
1: The other thing I noticed is they weren't doing much with the turnovers in the offensive zone that San Jose was giving them. I don't know if you noticed anything off of that, but they had their opportunities to take advantage of some offensive chances, and they I didn't have really do... I they had some good do...
0: opportunities. They had some I good shots. They didn't okay. score on any of them, but... <laughs>
1: maybe, maybe that's more what I'm... And I'm not really mad. I'm just I'm, I'm just kind of picking apart something that I can you know find to make the, their game better. Okay, they, they, they just didn't play chances. great tonight.
0: They just didn't score.
1: Ugh, isn't that the mantra for the Dallas Stars the past half decade? Yeah. Uh. Definitely. Anyways, getting into the second period, I had a lot of notes in this period because I thought it was not all that great. The third period, I had barely any. Uh stars would hit the post from the point shot robo deflection robo almost makes it two to nothing do you think he makes 40 goals
0: robo uh i think he does i think he could do it honestly since we're playing bad teams no because he doesn't play as good against bad teams
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh he almost made me spit my dr pepper out of my mouth but you know, I really hope he does, because he would be the first 40-goal scorer in a very long time for the Dallas Stars. Um, I think the last one was uh, Sagan and Ben in the same year, like, long, long time ago. Like, I think it when was... When we won the West. Yeah, the, it was Lindy Ruff area. Yeah, something like that. It's been a long time. It's been five or six years. So, I hope he gets there. We'll see. Uh, anyways, Gregor would have a one-timer off, the, off of the boards. It was a really good save by Otter there. Uh, Hakobal, I thought was awesome. Shows how much man, he's too much man. He knocks down two San Jose Sharks and one of his own players at the same time. So the the (laughs) dude is just insane. He could be
0: huge in the playoffs.
1: He's exactly a guy that you want in the playoffs. Big body, really good defensive playing. So, uh, and we love to have him on our team. Uh, Robo takes a high stick, no call from the ref. It gets missed. Uh, not a good play from Gary at the offensive zone blue line here, and it could have been a three-on-one San Jose rush. But Suter it should have been a breakaway. Was, it should. It, it could have been really pass. bad. It was a really ill-advised pass, and thankfully Suter was there to make sure that nothing happened out of that. Uh, San Jose would take a penalty. It was the first Stars power play. Uh, it was a good power play overall I thought. They had their chances but Kakinen was equal to the task. Who we should give yeah, yeah. credit to Kakinen yes. tonight cuz he's he the first game he played against the Stars when he was in Minnesota, he really sucked it up. Uh the last game when he was uh was it? I can't remember if it, Yeah, he he did start for San Jose in the last game against the Stars. He really sucked in that game too. And tonight he kind of made up for it. Third time's a charm. He played really well tonight. He deserves every credit. Only allowed two. And uh, you know, there was Sagan would have some chances, Ben would have some chances during that power play, but uh, they would kill that off, San Jose would. Um there's a big save by Otter with Gregor going through Suter. Uh Suter kind of got, you know, danced around on that play. Uh, a Peterson turnover was almost costly, and San Jose shoots wide. And that seemed to be a really, really bad uh thing here tonight. Two things. San Jose just consistently missed the net, like consistently was testing in the glass rather than testing Otter, And then I felt terrible because I'm like, we defended Peterson so much in the last episode. Like, why didn't he get all those opportunities? Why didn't he get those chances, you know, in the last game? Why, why are you, why are you putting Gary and Radulov and, you know, student each in that second line slot instead of Peterson. And, you know, he kind of proves bonus right tonight in why he wasn't yeah, given that opportunity. Unfortunately.
0: Ederson an Anger kind of sucked it up tonight. I mean, honestly, I I saw multiple plays from them that were just boneheaded. Is what they were. They were boneheaded, and they didn't bring any offense. Which Bones said himself, like, I I can handle some defensive boneheadedness if you can bring offense, and they didn't do it. They were they were a liability tonight. So, but don't like it when Bones is proved right.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well. I don't know if
1: Peterson's fighting something or, or whatnot or if he just had a bad game. I'm I, I'm thinking he just had a bad game. But oh, we didn't even do our biggest loser, biggest winner. He was going to be my biggest loser. But we'll, we'll get to that at the end if we really want to do it. Um. Anyways, where was I? Oh, Ballsters with a chance off the slot rush chance. Uh, he would get a, a slot shot off the rush chance. Sorry. Otter would make the save on that. And then I wrote uh, this Shimolevsky kid. He's actually pretty good, and he he really likes to shoot the puck from just basically anywhere. I don't know. I don't know if you noticed that, but that was just something I noticed in the game. And uh, well, that's
0: what I was talking about. The other teams gonna ha- they're gonna have guys like that who want to make yeah. their presence known and want to up and are gonna do what they can and they're gonna work hard to do it, even on a bad team. So that, those are the guys we need to watch for whenever we're playing these bad teams coming down the stretch. <laughs> these guys have too much pride to just lay down. <laughs> right.
1: And some of these teams are actually playing really well. You know, one uh, real quick shout out, you know, one team that's actually doing really well right now that, you know, is finally starting what to team? look really Buffalo. Tell me, Ryan. Buffalo. Buffalo. Believe it. Yeah. They, I mean, with the well, addition of Alex, we're Tuck not playing and Peyton <laughs> Thank goodness. Cause, Cause unless you're Toronto, then you're really glad. to seeing Buffalo Toronto has lost to Buffalo three times this year. It's insane yes, that they've done that.
0: But Buffalo deserves anyways. to be in the playoffs. You heard it here first.
1: <laughs> but anyways, uh Peterson again proves us wrong, proves bonus right. He takes a penalty for tripping. It was not a very good uh penalty to take. That was a
0: stupid call.
1: I, I don't think so. It it was a it was a tripping was penalty. The,
0: no, it wasn't.
1: I thought it was a tripping awesome. penalty, but
0: he was falling down. The ref didn't even see anything. His butt was literally in their faces. He didn't see nothing. <laughs> it was an idiotic penalty. It's proven to be idiotic by... Go ahead, Ryan. What? Raffle scores from Glendinning. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? Anyways, first San Jose Power play. Raffle would get a goal. Finally, would get a goal. Finally, he scores. It's amazing. He should be in double digits in goals with the amount of chances that he's... Had this year, but Absolutely. regardless, who cares? He gets a goal here. He gets a shorthanded goal. It was a two-on-one rush chance from Glenn Denning, And, you know, oh my gosh, the pass from Glenn Denning, absolute sick. <laughs> Backhand saucer right on the, on the tape. tape. Ruffle, if Ruffle didn't score that, that, I mean, it's a travesty that he doesn't score that because that was an amazing yeah. pass by I- Glenn Denning.
0: Since I forgot about the segment before we started, I'm just gonna go ahead and sprinkle mine throughout. This is my biggest winner is the Raffle glendinning Fox line. They were great all game. I'm gonna eat Crow again. That was a great shot by Raffle, an amazing pass by Glendinning, and it finally worked me saying that they sucked for so long, and they finally scored. <laughs> Gosh, I thought it was actually true and that they were never gonna really score. And they finally did. <laughs>
1: Well, anyways, Brandon on YouTube saying, Chris looks mad that Raffles scored from a beautiful pass from Glenn Denning. So, I wasn't mad
0: then, when it happened, trust me. Yeah, I was elated. It was sweet.
1: Oh, dude, I was out of my chair screaming at my uh, computer screen. I loved it so much. It was amazing. I was like, who put Pavelski
0: so, out there? I didn't know he could kill penalties. <laughs>
1: well, oh, I thought it was Hintz. I was Because, sl- you know, Hintz actually does kill pen. I don't think Pavelski kills as many penalties as they do. But still, it was awesome. Absolutely amazing pass. Great finish by Raffle. Stars are up two to nothing. <laughs> hey, hockey fans. Feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get 150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team to win, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, right after that goal, though, there was a big save by Otter from the San Jose shot. The Dallas Stars penalty kill would take care of business by killing that power play. A really big save by Kocken. And again, you know, props to him on Glendenning off of a three on two rush chance. So, dude, Glenn Denning just the last couple of games, he's been very noticeable, whether it's been offensively, so defensively. Offense. And, you know, I'm hoping that this kind of, you know, Notification that that's not even a word it doesn't make sense, but you get what I'm saying. We're noticing him more. I hope we notice him more, and that continues into the playoffs because of all the good plays that he's been making recently. so that's my biggest well, winner tonight is glenn denning
0: it It definitely can the whole line can, and what that whole line will do in a seven game set is it's gonna wear down and frustrate the first line of whoever we're playing against, and that's gonna be their only goal whenever we're in a series like that is to make them hurt and to make them angry.
1: <laughs> and I know we've been really critical of that fourth line in the fact that, you know, they're we think they're getting too much ice time, which is through no fault of their own. They're just doing what their coach tells them to do. But it is nice to get some, you know, offensive production out of that line. Cause we're really going to need that going into the playoffs. And it shows tonight which is rare, but hopefully that continues going into the, the playoffs. Again, assuming we make it. I need to knock on wood every single time I say that. But
0: Yeah, we are still Any- the All-Stars.
1: Yep. Anyways, uh, shots going into the last three minutes of the second period. It's 15-all. Uh, Benino was completely by himself in front of the net, and he just completely misses it wide. So there's another opportunity for San Jose where they just don't even hit the net. Um, And then I wrote the fourth line has been really good this game where he talked about that a lot. Uh, Miro shoots wide with a minute and a half remaining. There's a deflection by uh, Chemielewski. So I really like this Chemielewski kid. He's really, you know, making his mark for the San Jose Sharks. It trickles just wide on that shot. And then this goal really scared me. Meyer scores from the top of the faceoff circle. Otter never got set and he never saw it. And it was off of a Dallas Stars icing call. So the Stars, one of the few times where they don't take care of business in the offensive, the faceoff circle. And it's two to one Dallas. And that's really a rough goal to give up right before intermission.
0: Yeah, it's, it's two to one in a game where the Sharks have no business in being close, really. And this whole second period was not good by the Stars. I mean, they're just letting them hang around, is what it is. And they need to just take the offense to them. And they never really did it. I mean, even like the second goal, it's like, it's a shorthanded goal. We weren't p- applying offensive pressure. Glenn didn't Raffle made a great play is what it was. Mm. So it's just not the whole homestand, not enough off- offensive pressure and maybe heck me because we got five out of the six points in this homestand. So <laughs> who knows? Maybe I'm wrong.
1: And, you know, and again, we keep complaining about stuff. But they seem to find a way to get more points than than we feel like they should, right? And there's sh- and they're not playing up to th- like the potential that we see in them and probably the potential that Jim Nils sees in them. And they're still winning. They're still finding ways to win. Now, I know not every game, especially this late in the season, is against great teams and everything. But I mean the one-nothing win against Tampa Bay. The, the game against Minnesota, we played both of those teams really well, and we came out with three out of four points against two teams who will definitely make the playoffs. So, and, I mean, what and are we complaining us, about?
0: And, and the biggest thing about this is the stat of us being great against in one-goal games. And the thing that I will give the bone system credit for is that it keeps you in games. So we can never completely blow out the other team and put them out of it. But we're always in the game pretty much no matter what. We're hardly ever blown out ourselves, too. And it's been working out a lot recently, those one goal games. We've been coming out on top. So, in going into the playoffs, it it's not a great system for regular season. For the playoffs, it's a pretty dang good system. So, I know we always say it, but we are the most dangerous wildcard team, I think, out of the four that are looking like they'll be it. So, I, I think every every number one team is not wanting to, to face us right now.
1: <laughs> you know, you know. I like how you said that because the last couple of weeks, the only games that I've been like, that I thought were egregious and bad. And the one in particular that sticks out in my mind is that four to nothing loss against uh, Toronto on March 15th. And that was over a month ago now. And mm-hmm. other than that, every game after that, even though we've lost to some teams that I've been like, you know, we've, we really shouldn't lose to those teams like, you know, Vancouver, Seattle, New Jersey, New Jersey. Uh, the, yeah. And that New Jersey game, we really should have won. But the the Seattle game, I kind of understand we were, you know, we played three games in four nights. It was the second game of a back to back We're on the West coast. And it was really only two to one for most of that game. And then the same thing with, in the Vancouver game, it was two to one for the most uh, part of that game. So that's, that's a really interesting point that you bring out that the stars are, seeming to always give themselves a chance to win so and that will become very very important uh you know when it comes time for playoffs like you mentioned so anyways uh end of the second period third period begins uh right off the bat first minute in the flying for the stars starts and robo gets two more chances to begin the third uh you know, thirty seconds after that hurdle gives me a heart attack with a mini breakaway. Otter makes a good save on that, and Roddick, Roddick Foxa makes a really, really, really good. D. He doesn't take a penalty and does not allow Hurdle to get a full shot off either. So I don't know. Great how play that was by Foxa penalty. there. I, I didn't think it was a penalty. See- it was a good no call. I thought so.
0: I didn't see a replay, but in real time, in my, my my initial thought is that has to be hooking. But who knows? I didn't I didn't see a replay or anything.
1: Uh, two minutes later, Robo would have another shot off the rush. There's a great save by Kalkinen off of a Sagan slot shot from a student each pass. So student each kind of looking a lot better as it goes on through the, through the game. He, he looked okay in the first period, not good in the second period, but most of the stars didn't look good in the second period. And, uh, then a much better third by, uh, student each there. Uh, Shots at this point, you know, six minutes into the third period, it's 23 to 19 in favor of the Stars. And, you know, there wasn't really much for me to write down in the third period. It, it was there was some back and forth play. There were some chances for both teams, but not of the high danger variety for either team. The Stars maybe had some better chances, but I mean, the ones I mentioned early on, that was about it. There was three chances for Robertson and a chance for for Sagan and then that mini breakaway for Hurdle. Other other than that, it was kind of you know, really really yeah. tight defensively. So I don't yeah, know, what do uh, you think?
0: That's what I was going to say. I'll say this the Stars kind of took care of business. Like they didn't they weren't flashy about it and they didn't do a great job and they didn't do it the way I would like them to obviously. You all know how I want them to win. <laughs> but flashy. they took care of business. They did the Dallas Stars way. They got the two points and they're they're done. They did what they had to.
1: Um. Again, there's there's not much other than you know Robo would take a hooking penalty at a really bad time. There was a a second San Jose power play and there, and
0: that, that power play was but, nothing.
1: Yeah, the the power play. and I put uh oh, but then again, it, it's San Jose. They haven't won a game at all in April, so that's unfortunate for them. But I mean, there was a couple of chances, but they kept hitting the glass. Uh, a minute yeah. and a half remaining. There was an empty net for San Jose. Merkley could not keep it in the zone. He missed twice, which really, really, you know, let the clock kind of tick down for the Stars. Uh, There was really one dangerous chance, six on five, that the Stars took care of. And it was kind of a broken play. It kind of bounced around a couple of times in front of Otter, and Otter was able to catch it. And uh, I was really hoping he would get this. But Glenn Denning misses the open net by maybe a foot. And, I mean, that would have been the perfect ending for a game for him, and he easily would have been the first star of the game with the game that he would have had. But, you know, Stars win the game 2-1 to over the Sharks. This is a team that is not going to make the playoffs. It's a team that doesn't know their direction right now, the San Jose Sharks. I have a lot of older guys who are, you know, going to stick around for a long time, and mostly on their blue line. When you've got Burns, Carlson, and... Uh, Mark Andre, Mark Andre Vlasic, something Vlasic, Vlasic, and I mean, I'll go back to this again, but I think the worst thing that they ever did was sign Eric Carlson. That's my opinion about yeah, the San Jose probably. team. And I mean, Man. and what happened?
0: Because wanted to sign Carlson when he was a free agent. What dumb person well, would want that? <laughs> the
1: Stars wanted to. It was <laughs> I'm me. Glad they did. It was
0: me. I wanted. <laughs>
1: oh i'm I'm so glad we didn't i mean can you imagine that's an 11 million dollar cap hit that's you know for it, as much we as we criticize <laughs> yeah it for as much as we've criticized sagan and ben for not scoring with third ginormous cap hits carlson would have been much worse so that may, i mean i oh, mean that yes. would have been terrible plus we wouldn't have Miro Haskinen. in no thanks but i mean I mean, the 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 best players, in my opinion, in tonight's game, Sagan continues to do really well. He gets a goal tonight. He was very, very noticeable offensively, getting a couple of chances. Uh, Ben had a pretty solid game. I wouldn't say super fantastic, but very solid game for uh, Jamie Ben. And he's been very quiet, like offensively. He's he's been very quiet since January has started. Um, And then obviously the guys that I would really notice more tonight than anything. Ottinger, obviously, was very solid, has been playing better. And then Glenn Denning. Man, Glenn Denning mm-hmm. has been so good the past two weeks especially. Um, and I guess that's who I would put as my my biggest winners in tonight's game were those two guys. Um, and I already gave what, my what,
0: biggest winners, so I'll go losers. My biggest losers is going to be Gurionov and Peterson <laughs> yeah, for the reasons I've already mentioned. Can't have those turnovers. I mean... We say that we need the offense, but we don't need the offense at the cost of... I mean, there was like... It was three or four really bad turnovers by both of them, and only them two. So, I don't know. I'm so confused. I don't want to agree with Bones, but I might have to.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and take a couple of comments, and then I'll ask my question that I was uh, thinking about earlier. Uh, Brandon on YouTube. Thanks for listening, Brandon, and commenting along with us tonight Avengers line was not on the board tonight and we got a W what's up with that? What do you think?
0: They need to score. First of all, (laughs) for this team to, to beat good teams there, you have to score, but yeah, we've been getting, especially the second half of the season when we had the third best point percentage, like you've mentioned, Ryan, we've been getting more goals from secondary scoring. That's very good. Especially from Sagan. Sagan has been very good in this last third of the season, I'd say. So, Yes, we need we need those backup goals. And that's how you're gonna win a cup, honestly. I mean this team with only having one line is decent. We're, we're we're where we are. We're a bubble team with the one line. If we can get multiple people and multiple lines scoring goals, we can become a cup team if our goaltender is hot too. So that's how you get that's how you get a chance. <laughs> and that's why we're saying all you gotta do is get in.
1: Ardell asking me on YouTube, how many goals and points does Sagan now have for the season? Uh, I don't know, so I have to look this up. Um, he has... three and 46. 40, so, he has 46 on the year, then?
0: Yes. 46 he, points didn't total? update his goal total yet.
1: Okay, so he has 24 23 goals, goals and
0: 23 assists.
1: And, and again, that's not a fantastic stat. We would want to have Sagan have way more points than that. But... Again, he, he's been more solid. He, he's he been better. And hopefully next year, especially, he will be even better than this season. But... Uh,
0: well, just this playoffs. <laughs> this yeah, I, I would be
1: happy with this playoffs. And maybe he can pull a Pavelski and, you know, you know, the, the first year Pavelski was a non-factor for the most part. And then he got hot in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So the playoff. In the bubble playoffs. And he's been the star's best player ever since, in my opinion. Especially... Offensively, I mean, the dude's 37, and he's putting up numbers like crazy. So, anyways, uh, let's see. One more comment, and then I'll ask you my question, Chris. Uh, we need a young winger to boost that saggy line. Desperately need that. Uh, 100% well, agree. that's
0: supposed to be Durianov and Peterson, and they're playing like trash, so. Right. I don't know, and, man. And I think
1: they went out and got Studenich with the idea that he might be able to do that. But the guy just doesn't have a lot of offensive upside like Peterson and Garryanov do, especially Garryanov. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that's Nemestikov, the annoying thing about
0: Guryanov, It Guryanov has all the weapons: the wicked one timer, the speed, shot. We haven't the shot, it. the size, and he just can't put it together. I mean, that's what's so frustrating about Garryanov, and that's why we scream about him all the time. And he just he hasn't put it together. I mean, that's at this point it's been what like 3 seasons now since he's been fully like on the team and been like one of the guys and he hasn't come through. He he's got to personally make that decision to do that. And you know last time we were in the playoffs he did that and he was amazing. Maybe that's what it's going to take again. So
1: well I mean we all talk about the shot that he made. I forget which game it was, but it was a a slap shot from one of the circles. And it and apparently somebody clocked it and it was like 110 miles per hour or something like that. It was the clincher
0: like against the Knights to send us to the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, and I mean, that dude was crazy in the playoffs. So maybe that'll spark him. But even if it does, he's got to figure out how to spark that without it being the playoffs too. If he's going to be a, a great forward in the league, but yeah, he, so he has all the stuff and that's why he's so frustrating because he has everything, he just mm-hmm. needs to do it.
1: Now, is it him or
0: is it? bones or is it a mixture of both what do you think he's had he's had two coaches he's had multiple line mates it's him he's got to do it Mm -hmm.
1: so i agree with you um let me go ahead and ask you this question because i I can't remember if i've asked this to you before maybe i've asked you off air or something like that but this is something that i thought was really interesting because everybody is really starting to talk about how much they hate the three-point games right so you get a point for losing in overtime and stuff like that what if we change the point system in the nhl and how they do it okay so here's what and this is not my uh my suggestion this is a suggestion that i saw on twitter and i thought it was an interesting take so i thought i'd bring it up here if you get a regulation win you get three points Overtime yes. win, two points. Overtime loss, one point. You lose, you get nothing. So it, right. it's sort of kind of it's uh, uh, sort of kind of the way that you know uh, soccer does a lot of their stuff, especially over in uh, Europe. But what would you think about something like that? Right. You know, making regulation wins. Times.
0: Yeah. Lots. So, so what? Done, so, what, so
1: you way. do like that idea?
0: Absolutely because it's still because it punishes you for going to overtime too, which I think you need to. because like if you don't win in regulation, you did something wrong. you weren't obviously better. So I like that absolutely. And because right now to... the stars are where they are and the only punishment they get is like, oh well, if you're tied, which has never really happened, <laughs> mm-hmm. then you don't win the tiebreaker. Oh no. Right. What a terrible, yeah, and, terrible punishment.
1: And, and I totally agree with the fact that ties are stupid. I'm glad they're out of the game. That was something they got rid of after the 0405 lockout. I'm glad they got rid of that. But I mean, I, I think that's a fantastic way to reward teams, you know, for, you know, getting that. And, and here's, here's another question that I had. If, if, you go to three on three. I still think three on three is one of the greatest things they've ever come up with. It's fantastic. It's made, it's made the game extremely exciting when, you know, games go to overtime. Should they? Oh, okay. So yeah, Ardell's already mentioning it. 10 minutes of three on three. What do you think about that? I've seen that a lot from, from not just stars fans, but hockey fans. I like that idea. And then, but the only problem is, is, how do you end the game? Because you don't want to end the game on ten minutes of on three on three. But also the the other decision to do is to do a shootout, which that sucks too. So I honestly think did I say shootout, I meant shootout, sorry. But having
0: more than five minutes of three on three overtime would have the terrible unintended consequence of nobody attacking. Because you already see it sometimes where If you don't have the perfect lane, you'll just loop it back to your goalie and everyone will just skate in a circle again. And that still happens sometimes with five-on-five. So if you give them 10 minutes to do that, I feel like you're going to actually ruin it and it's just going to get boring and people are going to pass it back in their own defensive zone until someone messes up and then they might go. But I I think it would would have the opposite effect, actually. I think it would make it slower and I think it would give less chances. So So I think five minutes is where it's at. And Sorry, I think go ahead. shootouts obviously aren't ideal. They're definitely not, but it's a way to decide it, and it's only one point in a regular season game. If there were shootouts in the playoffs, absolutely, I would agree with that. And there, like, there's penalty kicks in soccer for World Cup matches. Still, that's insane.
1: I, I so still, the way I, hockey I does. Like that.
0: I hate that. The way hockey does overtime in the playoffs is the best in sports. You can't do that for regular season and still have an 82 game season. So, it's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect, but a shootout at least there is some form of hockey being played and it just decides who gets the last point. So, I'm cool with it.
1: And again, only two points. Like like yeah. both teams get a point after the 3 on 3 if it, you know, goes all the way through. And then it just it ends right there. Both teams at least get a point and then they go to a shootout to get one additional point. I I think I I think I like that idea. So you think keep the points or or change the point system, make regulation wins more important, and then when it comes to the overtime stuff, basically keep it the same. Five minutes of three on three and then and then do the shootout. Is that what I'm getting? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. I I agree too. So I mean that's the best case scenario. I don't think there's a a better alternative than that. And you know what's funny about all this? Us agreeing on this and saying, oh, well, three points should be for regulation wins. If the Stars, if that was the point system this year, I don't think the Stars make the playoffs.
0: Oh, no way. Not a chance. Not a chance (laughs) that the Stars
1: make the playoffs. So, and I mean, they they still kind of make regulation wins important in the fact that that's the first tiebreaker. Not nearly as much, though. But again, the tiebreaker tie
0: in hockey for some reason. Actually, right?
1: Yeah, the tiebreakers <laughs> when it comes to points in the standings, it very rarely happens. So, Which anyways, because in
0: baseball, like there's one game the playoffs like every three years. I feel like to mm-hmm. get into the playoffs, and just hockey just doesn't happen.
1: Oh, 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 oh! I want to bring this up too. Sorry, I know, I know we're getting we're going long, but I thought this was interesting too. I didn't know that the NBA did this. So here's what the NBA does. Okay, so they actually have a play-in round kind of like how the NCAA does their March Madness tournament, right? So they have four teams that can go in and get those number 16 spots in the March Madness tournament, which, I mean, you could argue about it or whatever. So what the NBA actually does is that with the they t- the bottom two teams that are there in the standings, they play against one another, okay? So, and the, it's just a one-game playoff-type atmosphere, right? So those two teams play together. Okay, so seven and eight play against each other. Um, number, let's just say the seventh team wins. Okay, the seventh-seeded team wins. Then the then the nine and ten seed play against each other, and whoever and let's say that the tenth wins. Well, then the eighth seed will then have to go and play against the tenth seed for that final playoff spot.
0: So all that adds in,
1: yeah, all one game. So I think that's a really interesting and creative way to get more teams possibly into the playoffs. Now, more than likely, I, it it leads to more. It still leads to first round exits for those teams. More than likely, but it could also lead to Cinderella runs. So, do you like that idea or do you dislike that
0: idea? I like that for basketball. I think having four teams in that situation is a little gimmicky. I think the the best version if you want to have like a one game winner takes all playoff style, the best way to do that is the way baseball does it and just have the bottom two from each league playing against each other and have the one game winner to take all that way. But I just think it's not it's not hockey playoffs. Even if you had a one game playoff, it's not actually stanley cup playoffs until it's a seven game series there's something different and magical about hockey playoffs that it's just a grueling marathon and it's just all out war for seven straight games that just makes hockey playoffs awesome and i just think a one game playoff format it just doesn't work you as slightly well ruin for that. Yeah. yeah like even even the uh the olympic tournaments or the uh what were they called the, the non-olympics that the nhl put on <laughs> the World Cup, even those, yeah, the World Cup of hockey, even those, they feel a little strange to me. Like they're fun to have the one game, but it's it's not the same as it's not the same as Stanley Cup playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs are something special, and I just don't think a one game playoff fits into that mold well. I, I like the way it is now.
1: So you say leave that to baseball and basketball and keep hockey the way
0: it leave is. that. Leave What I would do is there's no tiebreaker stat. I would get rid of the tiebreaker, regulation wins, which obviously would be done away with by the three-point thing that we were talking about earlier. But mm-hmm. even if we do that and there's still a tie somehow, don't decide it by a stat. If two teams are tied for the eighth spot, they play a game. The The team that was higher in the beginning of the season and the other – it plays at home. The team that caught up to them plays on the road. One-game playoff. Whoever wins it gets into the eight spot. That would be fun. And that would be like a once in five year thing. It would be a big deal. It'd blow up on social media. So, I think that's what the, MLB does too.
1: What about the situation that the Stars and the National Predators mm-hmm. are in right now? Because, I, mean, mm-hmm. I mean, aren't they tied for points right now? A- am I wrong? They yes. are tied for points right now. So they're both in the playoffs, but would you have them go and do a one game playoff kind of thing to see which team goes?
0: No, you're in the playoffs. At that, that point, doesn't matter as much. Get, the, the difference between being in and being out is such a huge difference. The difference between seeding when you're already in the playoffs, honestly, at the end of the day, not that big of a difference. You're gonna have to beat all the teams anyway.
1: That's true. So, good discussion there. Sorry, I know I know that was kind of random there at the end, but I've seen a lot of that, especially with you know the end of the playoffs coming up, and you know the Board of Governors meetings are coming up here in the off season. And I really thought that was interesting. Three points for a regulation but, win, two for an, over- stuff an overtime loss, zero for if you just lose in regulation. So I think that would, that would be great. I, I don't think it's going to change, but it might. So anything else, Chris, before I do my uh, sign-off?
0: GG, boys.
1: There we go. All right, guys, thank you all for listening. This has been the after-game review for the game against the San Jose Sharks stars take care of business tonight two to one please go and check out StarcastStickerMarkshop.com. that's where we got released our first phase of our merch merchandise options and we also have two new stickers one with me saying uh catch you on the flip side one with i gotta point chris saying gg boys like you just did and we would also really appreciate it if you guys would leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast whether that's here on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google, iHeartRadio even, whatever. We'd really appreciate that if you would leave us a a comment and a review on that. That really helps us out. And once again, we want to say thank you to our sponsor, DraftKings. Go and use the promo code THBN next time you're on their website, on their app, and especially with playoffs starting for for the Mavs, which they lost game one. Hopefully they get Luka back for game two and uh also with playoffs starting for stars and you know the the rangers are just starting their season so lots of good opportunities for you to go and use their app for all that sort of stuff um i think that's gonna do it for us we'll catch you guys on the flip side we'll be back with you guys on monday for a late game late late game as the stars go on the road first game is against vancouver we'll be there with you guys hope you guys have a fantastic evening morning whenever you're listening. Bye.